Welcome back to Glow Your Goddess. This is Joy B. And this is James B. And we are back with our next episode to help you glow up yourself and your relationships. What number is this one already? This is episode number six. What? April Fool's episode. So does that mean it's like another episode rather than number six? No, it's actually number six. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. <laughs> So today what we will be talking about is something that I do talk about frequently in one of the groups that I host, which is attachment styles. Attachment styles? Mm-hmm. Is um, that like with leashes and... I think you're thinking of something totally else that okay. we don't even talk about on this episode. Okay, we won't talk about that then. series. <laughs> That's the other podcast. That's the other... Exactly. <laughs> That's the middle of the night podcast, but for this daytime podcast, <laughs> when we're talking about attachment styles, we are actually talking about habitual ways that we show up in our relationships, oh, okay. our behaviors, right? So an attachment style is going to be something around the way that we connect with people, mostly in our intimate relationships, our romantic relationships, our level of ability to be vulnerable with people, our level of comfort with intimacy. Hmm. Are there a lot of attachment styles or are there just some main ones? There are main ones. There are basically four attachment styles and I will get into kind of the breakdown of what some of them are and give everybody a better understanding of where you might be coming from and how you might be showing up in your relationship or maybe not showing up in your relationship. Hmm. Um, I don't like making anything too technical, especially not for our podcast. When I do the group, I get really into detail. But I think you can get a good gist of where you stand by some of the information I'll give today. And as usual, I will also be dropping in some resources for you to read more about your attachment style and some tools for you to kind of move to a healthier space if that's even needed. There were a lot of questions from the last group that I did, so we will also be talking about some of those questions because typically when someone has a question, at least 20 other people have the same question, so that's super helpful. That makes sense. So the four attachment styles that I'm going to discuss are secure attachment, anxious attachment, and avoidant attachment. And avoidant kind of branches off into a couple of types, which would be fearful and dismissive. Okay. So this may be something that you guys have heard of before. Um, sometimes different terminology is used for them interchangeably. Sometimes there's something called a disorganized attachment style, but a lot of times that's because it's kind of a combination of anxious and avoidant. In short, if you have a secure attachment style, you typically are in a relationship where you feel like I can have a fight with my partner. I can be upset with my partner. We can disagree. We can actually not talk for a little bit of time, maybe even days. Not because we're mad at each other necessarily, but because we have to be apart from each other. And during this time period when there's kind of a stressor on us, I don't feel like just because this stressor exists, it's going to be the end of our relationship. As a matter of fact, I feel like it's a normal aspect of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my partner is going to be there. I don't really stress around ideas of abandonment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we've talked about this before, where we have this idea of home. Mm -hmm. When we're together, we hold each other, we hug, and for us, that's home. Mm -hmm. And we can have those discussions within our home. Yeah, exactly. Difficult discussions, right? Like things that maybe would be uncomfortable, even things that we wouldn't talk to other people about. Um, we definitely 
have disagreements, mm -hmm. right? But I think that if the basis of your attachment style, both of your attachment styles, is pretty much secure, you can overcome a lot of that without taking things personally. And do those attachment styles kind of overlap sometimes? They can kind of shift a little bit depending on who you're dealing with. Um, you can show up differently with different people. So you may show up differently with like a family member opposed to how you show up with a friend opposed to how you show up with a romantic partner. So as I mentioned before, when we're talking about attachment styles or attachment theory, it's mostly talking about um, the way we show up with an intimate romantic partner, okay? Mm -hmm. So the way that I might show up with my friend is gonna be a little bit different than I would show up with my romantic partner because there's kind of um, more skin in the game when it comes to your romantic partner. Mm -hmm. You know, my friend, like my best friend, Kwanyi, as a matter of fact, we actually had a big um, little mishap of couple of weeks ago because I'm in Florida she lives in New York and I really hardly get to see her and she told me that she was on her way back to New York leaving from Disney and I had no idea she was in, even in Florida so I kind of you know I had a little bit of an attitude and it's funny because James bit. was like <laughs> I was upset I was I was a little bit irritated and James was like oh so is that like uh, one less friend there because I was so pissed I was like what are you talking about I'm never gonna get rid of Kanye like I love her I'm very upset, <laughs> but I love her. Now, had a boyfriend done that same thing to me, like shown up in town and didn't say anything and just left, that would be totally different, right? And so if I had an anxious attachment style, um, which I didn't actually talk about yet, if I had an anxious attachment style, I would show up with a lot of anxiety, a lot of defensiveness, a lot of taking it personal, like, oh my God, what does this mean that he came in town and he left and he didn't say anything? He wants to break up with me. So to move on to the other attachment style, secure is basically you feel like you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can be vulnerable. You can be intimate and it's okay. You're not afraid of losing yourself or losing the other person. With an anxious attachment style, you will see a lot of jealousy that comes up, a lot of fear that everything that happens means that the person is about to leave you. They are not happy with you. And sometimes you will actually be the person who has a bunch of friends that are on the side. They're kind of on the sidelines waiting, right? If something were to happen with your main guy, you may have this friend on the side that would be your security blanket, so to speak. Whether or not you're explicit about that, that's something that very much does show up in an anxious attachment style. Hmm. The next attachment style would be the avoidant, and I said it splits into two. So avoidant is going to be either avoidant fearful or avoidant dismissive. So avoidant fearful is you actually want to have intimacy, and we all do. We, intimacy is basically being close to someone and being seen, um, being accepted. We want to have that, but someone with an avoidant, fearful attachment style is going to want it and then not want it. They're going to be afraid of getting so close. So even if they're saying all the things like, I, I want to know you better, let's really connect. The moment you really connect with them, they kind of freak out. Mm. <laughs> so it's the hot and cold situation. Right, right. They're like, what happened to you? You just disappeared. And they don't really explain to you because sometimes they don't even know that that's how they're showing up. You may not know that that's what, what you're doing to somebody. Okay. Now, the avoidant dismissive that's actually a person who prefers long distance relationships. They are really good with their sense of independence and their freedom. And they will say like, I'm perfectly good. No, you didn't have to call me every day. This is what's interesting about this because this isn't about healthier and healthy. It's about what works in order for you to remain in a good relationship or a lasting relationship. So the thing about somebody who is avoidant dismissive is not that they're really unhappy with their feeling of freedom or independence. 
but ultimately they're not happy because they keep losing relationships with people who want mm. more closeness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's an, it's an interesting phenomenon. You can move from that place, but you have to have a better understanding of where you come from. So that was like a brief breakdown. And like I said before, I will leave information in the description box more about those attachment styles. So um, I did have questions from people in the group that I wanted to share or talk a little bit about today. And James is going to help out with that. And I know you had some commentary also about like attachment styles and how you've seen it and shown, shown up. Sure. Yeah. Well, as we get through these questions, I'll kind of throw in some stuff that I've seen and that kind of relate to some of these questions. Let's get started with the first question. Mm -hmm. Can your attachment style change? Your attachment style can change. So... If you are on a journey of mental health, emotional health, your goal is really to move towards a secure attachment style, right? Because being in an anxious attachment style, you literally think that everybody else is lovable, but that you are not. So who wants to live that way, right? You absolutely can change the narrative that you have. So every attachment style does come with a story about who you are, what you deserve, what other people will do to you. It's kind of a protective behavior for something that has happened. Our attachment styles were something that started in our childhood, usually, right? Um, it could have been from an early relationship. Someone showed you how to love, right? So if you're able to kind of take from that story that that was your childhood space or that was your trauma space and you're somewhere different now and you're able to start a new narrative about what's possible for you, how you can connect with people and it can be safe, then you can absolutely change your attachment style. Mm, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I've seen that in in... In relationships that I've been in, even sometimes in our relationship that I've, where sometimes I may have felt anxious or I may have felt disconnected, mm -hmm. I've evaluated that uh, narrative that's going on in my mind and yeah. and tried to change that into a more secure situation because we do have this idea of home where when we are together and we hold each other and we touch each other, that that is home and it, we are secure in that. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. You may have had, prior to being with whomever you're with right now, you may have had an anxious attachment style, and it could have moved to maybe even avoided, or it could have moved to a secure attachment style. So it can be a little bit fluid. Even if you're working really hard to be in that secure space, you can be triggered to go back to the old default attachment style. It's basically the space where we're most likely to show up very quickly when we're not challenging ourselves to change the narrative, right? So, you know, for you to say like you've challenged those narratives, that's because probably prior to our situation and, and maybe something even from our situation could have pushed up this whole um anxious attachment style and it makes sense but because we are more open in our communication about things and we're open to challenging each other right mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier for us to swing back to the secure attachment style i can see where that would be a, a situation where someone might uh even though it it's not working for them mm -hmm. but because it's comfortable it's yeah. something they're used to yeah you know it may not be the best relationship but i know how to deal with it because i've seen this before and I'm not really ready to change it. Yeah. And, and that would be an instance where your attachment style maybe won't change because, like you said, you're not ready. So it mm -hmm. can change, but it really is in your hands whether or not that actually mm -hmm. happens. Well, this kind of leads to another question. Can two people with the same attachment style be in a lasting relationship? So two people with the same attachment style 
absolutely can, depending on the attachment style, right? <laughs> so two people who are avoidant dismissive, which means neither one of them really want to put their, their foot completely in the pool, right? They just have a toe in there. They're kind of pulling away like, oh, I'm totally good with us being disconnected like this. You know, it may be a long lasting friendship, but it may not be a long lasting romantic relationship. Or if you're with someone who's uh, dismissive, avoidant dismissive, and someone who's anxious, right, then that can be a whole turmoil because one person wants something different. But the question was, can two people with the same attachment um, be in the relationship together? Yes, they can. But the best way to actually go about it is two people with the same determination to move towards more of a secure attachment style are really the most likely candidates to be in a long-lasting relationship. That makes a lot of sense. What are your thoughts on that, James? Um, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I think that it would either be one person kind of changing their attachment style to accommodate one that's not ready to change, mm. or both of them being willing to change. I think the healthiest thing would be for both to be willing to make those adjustments for each other and see the value in the relationship, mm -hmm. if they feel the value in the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, that That is another thing that we haven't really discussed about that is, you know, if you're not real sure about the relationship, you may not be willing to change your attachment style. And the other partner may be, but I think the best way for these lasting relationships to happen, if they are the same attachment styles, that they they work together to grow each other inside the relationship. Absolutely. When you have uh, two people in a relationship and one person is in like a growth trajectory and the other person is stagnant, the person will outgrow the other one, you know? Mm -hmm. Or the one who's not growing will be irritated by the other person's mm -hmm. growth. Mm -hmm. Either way, um, if both people are not willing to kind of move in the same wave, not at the same exact time, but in the same wave and respect each other's growth, that is really hard to maintain for sure. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but one of the other questions that has come up is, if I had a healthy childhood, why isn't my attachment style secure? So you could have actually had the most perfect childhood you could ever think of. You could have had the parents that when you cried, they tended to your needs. When you were hungry, you were taken care of. That your um, things that you did amazing were celebrated. You were seen. You were heard. You could be a totally secure person walking around this world and glowing your goddess at a very early age, right? But you could also attach to someone at some point in your life who they are very unhealthy, they are very insecure, and therefore project a lot of those insecurities onto you um, and start telling you a different story about yourself. Start making you feel insecure, um, making you feel unsafe in a relationship mm. that was supposed to be safe, right? So the attachment styles were things for adaptation and for survival, okay? They are not your enemy. It was really your friend at a time when you were in the middle of trauma and you were trying to protect yourself. You had to defend yourself against what you suspected someone was going to do. So if you were with someone who was a serial cheater, it would make sense that you would walk away from a situation with an anxious attachment style, believing that everyone was going to cheat on you, everyone had something up their sleeve, because that's what you've experienced over and over and over again. Um, if you were with someone who was hyper abusive in a way, you could have gone into a avoidant, fearful or avoidant dismissive attachment style feeling like I don't want to be restricted or controlled anymore. I just don't even care. Hmm. So it could be adult relationships that actually contribute greatly to how you show up in your attachment styles at this point in your life. 
Because that's typically when we have an intimate partnership type relationship is when we become adults, not really that that we're having relationship with peers and peers we're attracted to romantically Mm -hmm. rather than a mother, dad, mother, father, child type relationship. Yes. So that's kind of how we, it gets translated into the romantic sense. Um, But it still does definitely start in childhood if you had a childhood with very, um, insecure bonds with your parents it just started earlier for you than it may have started for somebody else Hmm. so what if say for example i have a secure attachment style but my partner is anxious or avoidant how can i change that so the answer really is you can't change your partner right just like i thought you were going to say yeah (laughs) and your partner can't change you just like if you're in a really good secure space and you have a secure story or secure narrative about what relationships are to you and that you're safe another person can't make you feel unsafe unless they put a lot of work into it generally if you are someone who's secure you're not going to maintain a relationship with somebody who's highly abusive and controlling because you believe so strongly in your story that you won't sit around long enough for that to happen. So it can happen, but that's usually if you were already dealing with your own um, insecure attachment style and things like that. In terms of changing the other person, you can't. What you can do is you can support them if they desire to change. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that James and I did, we actually got the book that I'm going to refer you guys to later. And we looked at all the attachment styles and kind of examples of how it shows up in your relationship. And so we were pretty honest about, okay, these are the four attachment styles. Where do you think I fall? And because we do kind of feel safe in our space with each other, right? Mm -hmm. We were able to say, well, this is what I, we do. that's right. Yeah. You're safe. You're safe. (laughs) We talked about the attachment styles and he said, well, this is the one that I think you are. And I said, this is the one that I think you are. Right. And it may not have been something at the moment that we wanted to hear, but because we trust each other and we know that just because you are identifying a behavior that I display doesn't mean that you don't love me. Doesn't mean that you don't accept me or that you're going to leave at any point in time. Right. So if you are able to create a space with your partner where whether or not they have an anxious attachment style and avoid attachment style where they feel safe with you, you're more likely to be able to move them to a space of learning more about themselves, right? And then saying, hey, let's look at some tools that can help you move to that space. But if they don't feel secure with you, if you react to things like, oh my God, why are you like that? What's wrong with you? Their attachment style already tells them that you don't like them, that you're going to leave them, or that relationships really don't last anyway. So they're going to be defensive or they're just going to avoid the conflict altogether. Hmm. Actually, the avoidant dismissive uh, style attachment people truly believed that trust or relationships don't exist. They trust that every relationship is going to end and that's why they don't invest in it, right? Hmm. So if you come to me with something basically indicating that there's something wrong with me, it was kind of like I was waiting for this anyway. They got one foot out the door before they even open it. Exactly. So the way that you approach it and how you cultivate a space between you guys is really important. Can your attachment style be different with different people? I think we did kind of talk about that in the beginning, right? We kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah. So it's going to be different with your friends. It's going to be different with your family and with your romantic partner. But generally what you're going to see is that it's going to be consistent with that group, right? Like if you treat your friends a certain way, you probably treat all your friends a certain way or you respond to all of them a certain way. If you treat romantic partners a certain way, you probably show up that way. Maybe the circumstances are different, but generally the idea that you have around the relationship is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. How do I know if my attachment style is actually a problem? It may not be a problem for me, but how do I know if it's a problem? Well, if you kind of see the same reactivity from other people happening again and again, or you're being told the same thing, like someone who is anxious, has an anxious attachment style, will probably hear a lot like, oh my God, you're so needy. Oh, you're so clingy. You're so jealous. If you continue to hear identifiers like that, from different people, potentially it could be your attachment style. Hmm. Um, if you hear things like, you don't care, you're so heartless, that would actually be something that someone who has an avoidant dismissive attachment style would hear all the time. Hmm. And, you know, they're not really heartless, um, but it's just an indicator to you that something's going on with a lot of different people and I'm the common denominator. Hmm. That makes sense. I've got a friend that uh, when he gets in a relationship, it's like, how come it always... <laughs> it's the same way. Mm -hmm. I said, maybe because you're always there. <laughs> and, so, and so he's not willing to change his attachment style. Mm -hmm. He's hoping it'll be different when he meets somebody else. Mm -hmm. But he finds out that his attachment style is actually the problem in the relationship, but doesn't recognize it. Yeah. He projects the problem onto the partner and doesn't realize that it's his attachment style that's causing the issues, his preconceived notions yes. of what the relationship's going to be like. And guess what? That's how it is because that's what he's chosen the narrative to be. He's manifested, you know, what he thought it was anyway. Because you can definitely manifest how something is going to turn out. If you believe something is true, what you will do is you will look for all the evidence that supports that and you will ignore the additional evidence that goes against it. So if, you know, whatever you think it is, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We've got one last question we're going to knock out here. Um, how can I start to change in myself? Okay. So there's a lot of little tools to start to change your, your attachment style. But the biggest one really is the narrative. With our attachment styles, uh, there's something called a like attachment myth, basically. So we have these myths, we have these stories, um, these ideas of what to expect from the world, what to expect from romantic partners. And no matter who we're with, we will somehow see that story. So if you are, what do they call that? Um, like a, ro a romantic or a person who is totally in love with love, right? When people do little things and they're just being nice to you, you're like, oh my God, I totally have a crush on me. Oh, he's the best thing in the world because it's the way that you you see the world. It's it's your, your view, right? So your attachment style is like a pair of glasses. Mm. And so you see everything through those glasses. When you're able to change your prescription for your glasses, then you can see the world in a totally different way. That's a great analogy. Yeah. So... What you have to do is start to challenge the narrative. It's like a tape playing in your head, right? So there's something called the mind police. This is what I suggest you do. Take a little notebook with you. You can do it in your phone, that's fine. I personally like writing things down. It kind of has more power for me. So if, if I take a little notebook with me, throughout the day what I would do at least three times, I would write down a thought that is absolutely motivated by my attachment style, right? So if my attachment style is anxious and I have a thought of he's probably talking to some other girl, I know that that's motivated by my attachment style. 
um, or he probably doesn't even want to be with me anymore or he didn't text me back in five minutes so I know what it is he has me blocked you oh, know I've what got mean? five minutes you <laughs> you do not have five minutes that doesn't <laughs> apply to you you have uh, 2.5 seconds to text me back oh. immediately hmm. what are we saying here <laughs> but I have a secure attachment style buddy whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you have one of these these thoughts that come up that is definitely based off of your attachment style you want to write it down Right? Write it down as soon as you can and then immediately after you want to write a line underneath that's called the reality thought, right? So what's really happening right now? And if there's no evidence to even support what you're thinking, it's not really happening. It's just really in your head, right? So just write down things that are coming up for you again and again and again that are going to make you anxious, are going to make you bothered, are going to make you want to curl up, something like that. You'll know when that thought is something that's motivated by your attachment style and take a minute and combat it with the mind police by writing down the reality of the situation. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's start wrapping this up. I know you've had something else going on in your life the last couple of weeks. What uh, has that been? I know I haven't seen you very much, so you've been very busy, but I know what it was, so I wasn't anxious about it. Yes, since since we do have a secure situation, you were able to manage being isolated from me. So, guys, you, you guys know we've been locked up <laughs> with this quarantine, pretty much, and for good reason. I totally understand it, but I also believe that we need to make really good use of our time. I had been working on a few projects, and I really got into one of my biggest projects and I completed my first book book my first oh book. my gosh you're an author now I am an author a published one at that a published one I am where can we find that book <laughs> you can find this book on Amazon my book is called why won't he call and huh. it's so funny because we're talking about attachment styles and not that the book gets all into attachment styles but it does talk about our narrative and this idea of being anxious around what's going on why did he disappear the book is talking about how you can be an empowered dater and how you can date like a goddess, right? Mm. So how would a goddess approach things? How would a goddess look at things? What would a goddess's narrative be opposed to the narrative of somebody who's struggling to believe in her own value, struggling to believe that anyone is even available to her, there's even any eligible people that are um, in the world for dating, what would be the difference between the goddess you and the you that's struggling, right? So this is what I'm helping you guys do in this book. It's about, I don't know, a little less than 100 pages in print and a little bit shorter on Kindle. So we have the Kindle edition and the print edition. It's actually, it's on Amazon for pre-order. It's going to be released April 20th. So you guys will have access to it then, but you can go ahead and check out the description, more information about it. Once you get this book, I promise you, you are going to walk away with some really core keys to glow up your dating, ladies. I want you always to feel very empowered and not like you're waiting around for someone to make a decision, not like you're in the dark or you're confused about what's going to happen next. I want you to be able to manage flawlessly this whole dating game in 2020 because it is something else. And... It was a work of both of us because I did some of the photography. Oh, you did? Yes. James did the, uh, what is it, the cover? The cover. The cover art. The cover beautiful art. beautiful art. You got to check out this art. <laughs> and I did the picture on the back, too, the author picture. Yes. So I, I'm not sure if I did any in the inside. I, I think remember. you did one in the inside, mm -hmm. but 
you have to open it and look at it and buy it basically to see the mm -hmm. the stuff in the By inside. By the way, I bought the first one. Yes, he was absolutely the first person to purchase. Gotta support my girl. Yes. Why won't he call, right? Empowering you to date like a goddess. All right, guys, so as usual, we are so excited to be able to bring you some good stuff. We will attach all the resources that I mentioned before to make sure you can dig a little bit more into your attachment styles. I want you to feel like you are very much in charge of how you're showing up in all of your relationships, whether they are romantic, whether they're friends, whether they're family, but you are in charge when you know exactly how your mind is operating, what's pushing your heart, what's pushing your spirit, the more we give you around this, the better you are going to be able to glow your goddess. That's awesome. And as always, we are anxiously anticipating the next podcast to come out. We try to hit them every two weeks, mm -hmm. and we're already planning for that. So keep a lookout. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Come and get this Shut it down